right in three two one hey everybody welcome back to another episode of questioning mark i'm your host mark ryan and we are here in abu dhabi at the raja international studio and i got walter clark back in the house what's up dude mike check mike check here we go uh we've had a podcast before and i'm uh i'm happy to have you back man because when we had the last chat you do listen to podcasts. You like it, and you thought about even like doing your own podcast. I remember that, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what's the deal? Um, well, you know what? Uh, you got everything is at the right time and place. So, as much as I really, really want to do one, I know that is not the time for me just yet because, uh, man, right now I tell you, I'm probably busier than I've ever been in my life. So, I know that even if I tried to do it now, I may not do it as well as I want. Right. So, you know what? I sit back and let the guys like you go ahead and do your thing because I've been enjoying watching you. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Are, is that how you've always been? Like, you wait for all the all the cards kind of to line up? You need to know, like, you're waiting for that final ace to drop or something before you get rolling? Or is that not always been the case? No, not always been the case, man. Um I can be rather impulsive at times, especially in my younger years, where sometimes if I see something that looks great or interesting, I'll jump right in. And sometimes if I see something that I really want to do, I'll sit back maybe and think about it. But that's been later. Okay. Uh, my wife is an avid researcher, and she gets all of the details before she acts. So I think maybe she's rubbed off on me in, a, in a, the last few years. All right. And let's go back to that point you just said like you've never been busier what's the deal what's going on what happened all right man so i'm involved in a lot of great things right now um i have some short-term mid-term and long-term things going on all right so in the short term right now uh, i'm coaching actually have practice today i'm coaching a boys 17 and under basketball team all right and that let's let's pause it i've i've heard a lot of basketball around this campus is it growing now because of the staff that are coming? Is there, are there yeah, more people it's, hyped? It's definitely growing. Um, I remember when I first came here, as far as the NYP was, the only basketball coaches that were here were James Jones, Janelle, and me. Okay. Um, and so we would be all coaching and juggling a bunch of teams. And so now we're at the point where each coach has their own team, and there are also multiple age levels and there are multiple tournaments going on so it really is picking up right and it's gone from just only one end of year tournament every season to now uh my guys are playing games all year round um we've been invited to a tournament that we're practicing for now um for the world games and that'll be at nyu abu dhabi all right and we've also been invited to a tournament at alpha son that may start playing once a week, and I believe it starts in a couple of weeks. All right. So that's my um, that's my short term. All right. So we got some we got some hoop on yeah, the short term. So what, what else? A little bit more hoops on the um, mid range <laughs> as well. I'm just thinking so, like every one of these things is going to be a different yeah, level of the hoop game. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is the only other one. Uh, so Talim, you know, Raha is one of eleven Talim schools, and so. We've assembled some of the best talent from about six or seven of the schools that have basketball teams. Is that right? And we formed a travel ball club, and we go on international tournaments. So we practice in Dubai once every three weeks, and in, at the end of December, we're going on a tournament into Sweden. And it's the second biggest tournament in Europe with over 400 teams last year. Whoa. And I think it'll maybe be more this year. Um, What's the age of that? Who's go- um, what is you that? You know what? They have a lot of different categories. Um, 
Last year they had a twenty-one and under. They had oh, a an eighteen and under, sixteen, fifteen, and so on. And so we made our boys play two tournaments in one. So we took two eighteen and under teams and one sixteen-year-old team. So our general um, premise was we want them to compete, but we also want them to learn resilience. So we made all three teams play their age bracket. So two eighteens and a sixteen, but. We also require that they play one level up. So our 16-year-olds played an 18 and under tournament as well, and our 18-year-olds played a 21-year-old and under tournament as well. And so what that did was we were there for um, eight days, so we figured we may as well get as much basketball as we can. Right. And so like a total, we played over 30 games of basketball in that in that week. Wow. Um, now I'll be fair, we got. A bit thrashed with the older guys. Yeah, yeah, Which is fine because they were all older and more experienced. And they have a stronger basketball infrastructure and culture where we are establishing one now. Right. But we did proudly commit, compete, I'm sorry, tongue-tied. We did proudly compete with our own age levels, though. Okay. And we actually had one of our three teams actually make it into the playoffs and win a couple playoff games. All right. So this year we're going, in essence, in Sweden, Loon, Sweden, and we're going back at the end of this year, at the end of 2019. And then. That's in, huge. How come that thing. How, how come we don't hear about that? How, uh, how you, could I be hearing about that uh, more? You know what? It's, it's, it's on me, per se, because I need to put it on social media more. It's all over the Talim Titans. It's all over the Talim Titans Instagram. Yeah. So Talim Titans or hashtag Talim Titans. So it's all over there. And I need to. But tag there needs to be a more central right. kind of place where just awesome things are exactly. kind of popping up. And I know like Talim does have an account on Twitter and all these things, but there needs to be some way. Well, you know what? Raha kind of- has a sports account, and um, we have we have a sports account, and we also have a new MYP and DP newsletter. At Raha, so I plan on populating that with more things about our team. Um, what makes it difficult sometimes, though, is because I am the only coach for my age level, and that's why we need more coaches. Because ideally, maybe if we had more than one coach, one coach could be instructing, maybe another coach could be making taking footage. Hmm. So um, our athletic directors always ask me, "Hey, can you get some footage of you guys when you're not coaching and when you're not busy?" and like every practice, I'm always hands on, fully yeah, yeah. instructing. So it's um, that's something that I'm working on, though. So is there some way you know that like as part of the school cultures, you know that kids could we could throw these clips of of your team traveling like a little mini dock down on like the screen, like we got screens around school, right? Yeah. That are throwing videos up, that are doing promos. But this for the I think the kids if they saw that these mm-hmm. things were happening, you know, because I've mm-hmm. had kids come to me on the playground. And they're like, you know, I'm a basketball player. And I was like, is that right? Oh, okay. And then I'd be like, so you watch basketball? No, I like watching football, but I like playing basketball. And I just think, like, they might feel like they're a little bit alone in that because they're walking around the primary pitch and there's not much oh, hoop man. going on. But if they saw, like, wow, there's, like, a Talim Titan. There's, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of us. Like, I'm part of a greater family that's doing amazing things. Right. I think we could really... Grow There's something there. There's something there. So, you know, I am going to make that um, more of a mission this year. Uh, I have been speaking with Andrea about it, and we, we're really going to try our best to do that. All right. Um, but yeah, let me tell you about some of the other things, though. So one Roll more thing. Off for, basketball. Yeah. All right. Well, one other thing. We will be attending a tournament <laughs> in Poland at the very end of the school year. 
which will be like like is that May or something? Um, June. Okay. So what ends up happening is like we finished our school year a few days later than everybody else because when we got back to Abu Dhabi, everybody was gone because we went to a tournament in Poland where we actually got third. We put two teams in, and our two teams finished in third and fourth place. All right. So it was pretty successful. So we look forward to going back and maybe even going to a tournament in the U.S. this summer. Do you run some – I'm sorry to keep it on basketball, especially when I don't know anything about basketball, really. Um, I got an epic basketball story of ruining Uh the lives of many young basketball players in Ottawa, part of the Boys and Girls Club once. I didn't realize in basketball Mm -hmm. that the the clock starts when you touch the ball. Right, And so – since I was a rookie, but I was working in the venue, the championship game, they put me on the clock. And all I needed to do was press start, stop, right? It was a simple instruction like that. And at the end of the game, it was tied up. And they did this play where they all ran up. And then one guy like came back half court and the guy rolled it into him. Mm-hmm. And I started the clock right oh. when he rolled it. And he and rolled it to make the clock yeah, not start yet yeah, to save yeah, some yeah, seconds. That yeah. saved some seconds. But I started it right away. And it was like three, two, and then they had to escort me out. Because this is like, you know, I'm not going to say Ottawa and Canada has an inner city, but like this was every kid who needed basketball as an outlet Mm -hmm. in the city. 18 and under. Yeah, this was, that was their whole summer. That was the moment. And so I kind of ruined that moment. So these guys had to then regroup, resiliency, if we talk about that. And they had to make a play again. But they couldn't do the same play because the defense kind of like tightened up on them. And so then like, and they were kind of flustered that their play that Mm -hmm. worked now didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't see the end of it because I was long gone before Mm -hmm. them. But uh, they never let me forget it. Let's go well, on. If it came down What's to next? a three-second play, man, it, it, it wasn't on you anyway, man. If they had to roll the ball in three seconds, that's literally like a one-in-a-hundred chance. So, you know what? I mean... I felt bad. Yeah. I mean, it was just like... and Going back to what I was going to say was, do you run a system at Raha for teaching basketball that is like vertically articulated through the kids? You know, I think like some colleges run certain mm-hmm. basketball systems. They're I, like a pass kind of school or they're like a... So, so what I um, do is, so first, all right, so I correct a lot of kids on this, so forgive me for correcting you, but so you. I don't teach basketball, I coach it. But you don't teach basketball. You don't co- teach What's it, the difference? You coach it. Um, it's just vernacular term- terminology. So you just, you just don't like it. No, nah, I mean just no. Nobody ever. I've never heard that term until I came here. So What's that? Teach kid, basketball. Kids come over here and say, hey, "Do you teach basketball?" So I think maybe they do teach basketball in PE. So I guess teaching it is when you're actually teaching them the game, but. By the time they come like, to me, I'm don't the, start the clock until the person touches the ball. I've just taught you something. Yeah, well, the, you know what? <laughs> well, don't be too hard on yourself, man. Those clocks are brutal, man. I try to avoid it if I can help it, man. All right, I've, I've messed up a few games working the clock. So all right, all right, thank all you right. for that. But all right, let's let's talk about something different. Well, real quick about that question before we go. That um, as far the culture that I instill with my team is because we don't have a lot of practice time to run very rigid and arduous offensive sets. Yeah. The premise that I have is the team that takes the most shots has the most chance to win. So I incorporate um, a run-and-gun style of basketball where you get the ball as soon as you you quickly transition from defense to offense. Right. And and if you're on the sidelines where I'm coaching my team, you see me lose my mind if my guys get a rebound and they're walking down court. I'm like, we have a big enough team where if you're tired, you come out. But we play at high speed the whole time because – the faster you play, the more mistakes you may make, but also the more mistakes the other team makes. So All if right. you're used, 
if you're more used to playing at that speed, you'll probably make less mistakes. Raha, run and gun. You heard it here first. That's right. That's All right. right. Go All ahead. Right. What's up next? All right. So other than basketball, man, I'm really working on some professional development right now. I had an opportunity along with three other English teachers, and I can yeah. officially say that I am currently attending Harvard University. Boom! Yes, for real. I'm Ivy League stuff for right now, man. Man, congratulations. Um, yeah, we're taking an What's that mean? What does that mean? So the school has um, sponsored us with taking an online course, and it's called Visible Thinking. Yep. And what Visible Thinking is all about, it's about, it's about a metacognitive form of instruction where... Not only do we teach students um, content through our various disciplines, we also teach them how to think. And with visible thinking, it transcends your specific course or your specific subject matter. Okay. Uh, and so it's all about different thinking processes and thinking routines. All right. So uh, and my long-term goal with it is to become proficient because you know we're becoming a research hub at Raha. Right. And I would love to maybe fashion myself a bit of a, um, uh, I dare not say expert because I'm still too new to this to even say that, but I would like to become a resource for my peers. All right. You're an um, open-minded expert. You, yes. you, you got some skills, but you're willing to take stuff in. Yeah, you're right. Not, you're not right, like right. a vault. Exactly. I know what I don't know. I don't know oh, nearly there we enough. Go. But, um, but this visible thinking is really, is really interesting. And I've been already, part of our coursework is we have to try it out with our class and um as we do it it's just just you might take a different you they call it thinking routines so for instance one thing that we're working on and you may have heard of some of these but um one thinking routine that they have is something called see think wonder right and the see think wonder is like one of many routines that we're learning but very it's popular so, in the primary right for sure. and you want to keep continuously continuously and continuously doing it because the whole premise of it is the more that you are aware of what you think and how you think, the more that you can adjust it. So how in sports, you might have um, an athlete who keeps practicing, practicing these moves over and over again to get muscle memory. Right. You keep getting them to do this, perform the same cognitive or metacognitive um, activities over and over again so that they can start making meaning for themselves. All right. So, and I think it's perfect for the um, international baccalaureate curriculum because it's all about student-led inquiry. Right. So the yeah, more totally. that these thinking routines become second nature to our staff and students, the more autonomous our learners will become. So I'm really excited about it. And we're probably only a third of the way through the course right now, and I feel like I've already learned a lot. Awesome. Yeah, congratulations, man. That sounds cool. And congratulations to everyone else here at Raha because we're going to be able to definitely benefit from, uh, from your wealth of knowledge, I'm sure. So let's wrap this thing up. That's how, right. how fast things go when you're having fun. We were just talking about before this podcast, you know, you get busy, but it seems like every year you just get busier. Busy and, it, and busy. And even if you're not trying, maybe. It's just, right. why is that? What's going on with that? Uh, well, I think this is a um, condition, I think, very peculiar to Raha. I think education is always ever-changing. And so to keep up with education, you're going to have to change with the trends as they ebb and flow. Right. But um, what Raha in particular, it's a very demanding place. So you can get swept up in the currents and go with the change, or you can actually be a part of that change. Right. So we're going to be busy anyway. So I feel like if you get you know ahead of it, if you kind of um, riding on that riptide a little bit instead of getting caught up in it, 
you can, you know, trailblaze a little bit and actually put some feathers in your cap and help put feathers in other people's caps. And even if that's not your thing, if you're busy and you want to ride with the wave, that's okay too. You can um, do what you do and then as your teacher leaders and your admin create these new initiatives, you can learn from it as well. But I will say with this busyness that I have here, um, the opportunities that I've had as a professional to grow are extremely numerous in the four years that I've been here. Right. Um, and the different things that I've been involved in, I mean, who would have thought? I would have never thought that I've been to um, three or four different countries already coaching basketball tournaments. Right. So I'm um, looking to see what's next for next year. And I think that comes a little bit from not just riding with the current, right? For right. those opportunities to come. You've, you've gone above and beyond in order to seek those things out or like, right. you know, push your passions and connect with people and see what opportunities there are for students to to expand their learning and then therefore expand your, your horizons as well, I'm kind of assuming. Yeah, exactly right. Um, because I do love education and all of its facets. And so um, I want my educational career to be like my life and my personal interests. I feel like it's all about balance. So even though I'm a basketball coach, yeah, I do want to also improve my pedagogy. And then also um, I'm in a position of responsibility as pastoral care for a year group. So I also want to build my skills in that realm too because I seek to become a well-rounded um, educator and not just like a one-trick pony, forgive the cliche yeah, term. I got you. Yeah, so I think that's what it's all about, finding a balance, but when you're well-rounded, I just think, think that it becomes more fulfilling. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you to everyone who's joined the Questioning Mark podcast this time. Keep it real, everybody. Live those hoop dreams. I'm out. Peace. Peace.